Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey, everybody, it's Los. Welcome back week two. Yeah, week one is uh, almost in the books. Currently, we're almost to halftime in the Pittsburgh-Washington game. Uh, how are your teams doing so far here, Los? Oh, well, I think probably just about the same as uh, everybody else I've talked to. It's uh, week, week two is just about done. It's week two. It's week, week one's almost done. It's week two. It's full-on panic mode for, for Keenan Allen owners, Adrian Peterson owners. It's, it's time to dump your whole team and start from scratch. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's one thing that we're going to touch on here when we uh, go through our week two previews um, is to not overreact, but uh, also be cognizant of changes because so much does change in the NFL week to week. Keep your eyes open and your ears sharp. Yeah, and uh, tonight we're going to preview the week two matchups. We're going to touch on a, a few potential waiver wire pickups here and, uh, you know, just go over some of the craziness from this past weekend of football. Uh, but first, uh, as usual, this week's close shave of the week is brought to you by Gillette, the best a man can get. In a shootout between the Oakland Raiders and the New Orleans Saints, third-year quarterback Derek Carr threw a touchdown to Seth Roberts with just 47 seconds left in the game, capping off a 75-yard drive. Instead of going for the game-tying extra point attempt, head coach Jack Del Rio kept the offense on the field for a two-point conversion and Carr threw a perfect pass to Michael Crabtree to take the lead and ultimately win the game. Get your close shave like Michael Crabtree with Gillette Razors, our best blades for a few dollars a month, fresh blades delivered to your door, no commitments. A great play. Uh, was surprised that they put the ball in, the, that they, they put the uh, decision of the game in the hands of Michael Crabtree, but hey, it paid off. Yeah, sometimes you just got to go to your sorry receiver. There you go, yep. <laughs> yeah, and I love that gutsy call by Jack Del Rio, and uh, afterwards he was throwing some shade on Twitter as well. Uh, gotta love that. Yeah, watching it live, I was actually a little worried because it looked like Derek Carr might have been a little shaken, and then when it came time to go for the extra point, I, the, my opinion, like my my gut gut opinion was that uh, Carr was like, hmm, I might not be able to play in overtime. Let's just win this thing now if we can. Yeah, well, uh, regardless, uh, it certainly worked out for them. A huge, huge win on the road for them. Yeah, and no, no, car's not on the injury report, so I, I guess I was just completely wrong. It's all good, man. It's all good, man. All right, so let's kick off our week two previews. Uh, the first game, Thursday night football, New York Jets at Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Rex Ryan story in full swing here, huh? Definitely, definitely. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick back at it again with the... Uh, with the game ending interceptions um he, he was again solid as far as his numbers go you're not starting him yet but keep him in mind for your bye weeks yeah and I'll, I'll be the first to say uh you know forte dominated the touches here uh, i was dead wrong on him in the preseason i thought that powell was gonna be a lot more involved but uh matt forte coming through yeah i i like i said last week i expect them to try out their new shiny toy um, run a lot through them early, but I do think that as we get towards midseason, that'll be more of a split carry backfield. 
Yeah, you know, as of right now, uh, I wouldn't have an issue if he wanted to drop Bilal Powell. I don't think that he's going to be that involved early on or, you know, barring a forte injury, though. Um, certainly, if there's someone that you want to grab here, uh, I wouldn't be opposed. Oh, it's week one. There's plenty of guys that, to pick up after week one. Actually, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that there's any like huge impact waiver wire ads this week thus far. Well, I'm praying that there are as a Keenan Allen owner. <laughs> well, we will certainly see. Eli Rogers is doing pretty well thus far if you're uh, in need of a wide receiver to help you uh, in PPR leagues. There we go. Uh, back back to the receivers. Uh, targets evenly spread between Marshall, Decker, and w- one of the guys on my potential ads list, uh, Quincy Anunwa. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's certainly an interesting situation because Buffalo certainly won't be as good of a defense as Cincinnati was, and they, they had success against Cincinnati. Um, and certainly you're not panicking about Marshall or Decker just yet, but uh, certainly Quincy Inunua is worth monitoring. He may eat into both of those wide receivers' targets with those uh, short little routes out of the slot. This is a team that's going to have to keep throwing. Buffalo did not have – or. Um... Who do they play against? Oh, Cincinnati. Yes, they're going to have to keep putting up points. Um, Brandon Marshall owners may be, may be a little worried, but if they watched the game, then you'd see that Brandon Marshall, they designed four passes to him in the end zone and just none of them connected. Yeah, um, definitely not too worried about those guys. Not in panic mode for them. Um, yeah. Certainly, I, I like the Jets to win here. Oh, yes. I'm picking them against Buffalo, too. Yeah, and uh, on the other side here, uh, Buffalo faced off against Baltimore this past week, and that was a rough game to watch. Uh, Just nothing was happening there. Uh, The entire offense was pretty well contained. Very ugly. Um, McCoy is really the only guy to rely on right now. I mean, if you own him, you can't afford to sit him. You you don't have enough depth in your bench, I guarantee. Um, But even he might be a tougher start going forward if this if this injury to Watkins is is serious. Tyrod Taylor did not look good. Um, No other receivers excite me on this team. So all they have to do is key on McCoy and shut the offense down. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy, you can't count him out simply because of the volume he's going to get, particularly in PPR, caught about four passes here. Um, I think he's a lower-end RB2 now with the entire offense just reeling. Um, I don't think you can start Tyrod Taylor as long as we know that Sammy Watkins is dealing with this foot issue. Supposedly, that's a pain management thing and there's no surgery needed, but uh, clearly he's less than 100% effective right now. Yeah, he needs time to heal. Um, the, you know, the, the, the foot, uh, the bones of the foot, when you put pressure on, you're constantly putting pressure on them. And he had the injury in the offseason that, that took time to heal, took time to recuperate. But as you're putting more pressure on, it does change the vector of the forces in the bones. And they're just not used to having and sustaining that sort of pressure. Yeah, and as you said, uh, the only fantasy-relevant player that uh, I'm worried about right now on the Bills is LaShawn McCoy. But that being said, uh, in... DFS for GPP or tournament plays. Uh, Robert Woods, pretty interesting because the target's got to go to someone. Yep, somebody's got to catch the ball. All right, so uh, we both like the New York Jets here in this matchup this coming week. Uh, what about Cincinnati at Pittsburgh? Yes, sir. Well, I uh, starting off, uh, Dalton against Pittsburgh defense. Uh, although I guess Pittsburgh defense is they're holding Kirk cousins in Washington and in, in check fairly. Okay. I'm, I, I haven't caught much of the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, Kirk cousins is struggling right now. Uh, you would think that this Pittsburgh secondary would be much weaker, but uh, we'll see. There's still plenty of game left. 
I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, you know, you can't change the entire uh, the entire storybook of a team all in a matter of one offseason. Pittsburgh defense is still not good. Andy Dalton and A.J. Green are are a money connection right now. Um, Dalton is going to be a top 10 play this week versus Pittsburgh. He's in a stellar stack and a daily sort of play. Um, additionally, they didn't get much going on the ground. Uh, I'd expect more Gio Bernard versus Pittsburgh just because Pittsburgh should be able to put up points. Um, they're a dynamic offense. Yeah, you know, I think Andy Dalton will be fine uh, against Pittsburgh in week two. And, and of course, you're playing A.J. Green. Um, the one thing I will say is that these AFC North divisional games, uh, they always somehow turn out pretty weird. I don't know that I would fully trust Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, he usually struggles against Pittsburgh in general. Um, so if, if that's your starting quarterback, I'm fine with it. But I don't think I love it as much as you do. Um, certainly, uh, Geo and Hill. Uh, Hill got the touchdown here. And Bernard had a really rough outing. But uh, I expect it to be better against... Um, you know, Pittsburgh, whose front seven isn't nearly as uh, as fearsome as New York Jets were. No, and even in that game, there were only 14 carries between the two running backs. Nine for Hill, five for Geo. There may be even fewer against Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's it's pretty tough to, uh, to project that out. Uh, but certainly a game flow will dictate whether Jeremy Hill or Geo Bernard does better. Uh, personally, I actually like Bernard a little bit better here. I think it's going to be... Uh, a little bit more of a high-scoring game than it was last week, and I think that Bernard should see a few more targets in the pass game here. I mean, the AJ, AJ Green show just rolls on. If he he had 12 catches on 13 targets while he was uh, buying up the entirety of all properties on Rivas Island, um, turned it into Green's Peninsula, and uh, he's going to keep rolling against against uh, Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah, he's a, he's an automatic start there. Um, and on the Pittsburgh side here, uh, Big Ben looking pretty good so far early on. Uh, certainly, you're starting D'Angelo Williams. Uh, you're starting Antonio Brown. That uh, that fourth and one play action was just such a gutsy call. That uh, that probably rivals uh, rivals Del Rio's decision to go for two right now as one of my favorite plays of Week One. There you go. Not not really a lot to add there. Um, keep an eye on Eli Rogers this game. Um, who knows what he'll have going forward? Yeah, Eli Rogers already getting a few targets early, but also Jesse James. Uh, he's been getting pretty involved right now, and uh, you know they just gave him a target in the end zone. Uh, the defender barely got there in time and knocked the football away. Jesse James, a pretty sneaky tight end too, with a lot of upside. In. Sure, absolutely, the road dog Jesse James. All right, and uh, who do you like in this game here? Uh, I, I'm taking Pittsburgh against Cincinnati at home. Yeah, um, I got to agree with you there. I, I think that as much as I like Cincinnati uh, at, on the road at Pittsburgh, they've always struggled. I think Mike Tomlin's going to pull a few tricks out of his bag here. Absolutely. He always can. All right, next game we're going to talk about is Tennessee at Detroit. What do you think for this one? Well, Tennessee's offense did not look great. I mean, they were, they were putting something together early against against uh, Minnesota, but then a lot of miscues. They they stopped uh, Minnesota on offense, but then all the turnovers, all the miscues on their offense let Minnesota back into the game. Minnesota redictated the pace of the game. Um, DeMarco Murray did not have a great game, but he managed to turn up uh, turn up with two receiving touchdowns. Uh, he's a sell high for me right now. 
Yeah, I, I would think that Derrick Henry only gets more and more involved as the season goes on. But for for the time being, uh, I certainly would wouldn't hesitate to throw Murray in your starting lineup if you don't have better options. Yeah, and this and in the receiving game, this brings us to uh, another of my of my hopeful ads for the week: Tajai Sharp uh, to replace Keenan Allen. If you're a Demarius Thomas owner, Keenan Allen owner. Um, anything like that, you've got to keep your eyes and ears open for all these uh, wide receivers that have a chance, uh, a shadow of a chance of catching on. Um, t- 11 targets to, to Jay Sharp. I, I don't really believe it. I don't really buy the hype, but if it lasts for another week, heck, he'll start for me. Yeah, the uh, the offense is uh, rather uninspiring. They want to play that smash mouth football, but uh, you can't deny the targets, the opportunity. He's clearly the number one receiver on that team right now. Yes, sir. All right, and on the other side here, Detroit, after a huge, huge aerial battle against uh, Indianapolis this past weekend, um, certainly you're you're not particularly scared of Tennessee's secondary. Uh, Matthew Stafford should be good to go. Um, and how do you feel about the running back situation? Yeah, uh, Riddick and Abdullah with nearly identical numbers on the ground. Um, each got a rushing touchdown. Each had about, I think it was about 50 yards. Um at- <laughs> I like theoretic more. I, I just do. He has the uh, the receiving potential. Um, Zach Zenner was a healthy scratch from the game, which boded well for Abdullah. But, you know, Riddick came up with the rushing touchdown on top of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I like the talent on both of these guys, but it is important to remind yourselves that uh, week one was against Indi- Indianapolis, uh, the Colts, uh, quote unquote, defense. Um, I, I, I don't know that I'm trusting them as solid RB twos just yet. I think both are still just flex plays. Uh, those, those touchdowns were amazing plays, but certainly uh, you would think a, a better defense would have stopped them before they, you know, rushed it for 30 yards on the ground. I mean, as amazing as the offense was, as the offensive output was on the, on the Detroit side, I was actually a little let down by, uh, by golden Tate and Marvin Jones a little bit. He Jones definitely had the bigger game, but Indianapolis had had defensive back injuries within that game. They were down to their sixth cornerback on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that, uh, you know, the Colts are bad against the run as well. Uh, They're kind of bad against both, which is troubling for them. Um, But I do think that, you know, when they face better teams, uh, for example, in the in the NFC North, I think both the Bears and the and the Vikings are, are better against the run than the pass. I think we will see Stafford light it up a little bit more. Um, and certainly against Tennessee, uh, you know, you're not scared. Sure. He's spreading the ball around. Um, it, it's sort of that the situation with uh, like Drew Brees this year. I mean, they both were super duper productive. Um, but back in the day, starting uh, Drew Brees wide receivers when it when it was like Marcus Colston, Kenny Stills. Um, that was always like a, you know, who to, who to start in a given week. And I think that's because somebody's going to be dominating touches, but he spreads the ball around very well. I think that's going to be the situation again. Um, we were worried about Eric, Eric Ebron going to the start of the season, but he was healthy used. I, I believe he scored a touchdown. Correct. Yeah. I like Eric Ebron as a low end tight end one high end tight end two here. Yeah. I I mean, no reason to start them all versus no reason not to start them all versus Tennessee. Uh, they won't need to put up the points, but I don't really see a reason for them to take their foot off the gas. Yeah. And the one other thing, uh, really real quick, going back to the running back situation. Um, it was interesting. We saw Dwayne Washington, the rookie, uh, play over Zach Zenner. Um, yeah. if, if you're holding on to Zach Zenner, I think that, uh, that dream can be let go of right now. 
Um, I'm not rushing per se to go pick up <laughs> Dwayne Washington. Um, but in dynasty leagues, I think, uh, depending on your roster size, he's certainly worth a pickup. Uh, clearly they like him there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm taking Detroit and I'm assuming you are as well. Oh yes, sir. Definitely. All right. Uh, what about the next one? Baltimore at Cleveland with no RG three. Yeah. I, I just realized, I guess that the entirety of the AFC North is all playing themselves. Um, yeah, no RG three. Uh, this was going to be a tough game for Cleveland regardless. Um, they do not look like a very good team. Um, they might have a better offense with Josh McCown, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well real quick, let's start on the Baltimore side here. Okay, sure. Um, I think that there's a lot of gray and just muck smeared around in Baltimore. I have no idea what's going on there in the running game or the passing game. Um, the Joe Flacco targets are divvied up pretty evenly. Uh, and the running back touches are divvied up just as much. I, I want to avoid just about every single Baltimore player in fantasy. Yeah. 10, 10 carries for Forsett, 12 carries for West. I think uh, two, two uh, targets or catches for each of them. Um, nine targets to Steve Smith, only three to Kamar Aiken. Uh, I, I think, again, for people who are desperate for wide receiver, maybe take a flyer on Steve Smith. But past that, I mean, even the tight ends, nothing nothing is exciting right now. Yeah, uh, just interesting to note that Dennis Pitta was clearly the starting tight end. He played 55 out of 66 snaps, uh, but the targets are going to be split so much weekly that I don't know that he's worth starting. Um, and then going back to the wide receivers, if I were to pick one, uh, I would actually pick Mike Wallace over Steve Smith. He seems to have good rapport with Joe Flacco, as was reported in the offseason. Um, and certainly he fits that deep threat role that Torrey Smith left. Um, I think Joe Flacco is going to be looking for Mike Wallace a lot. I mean, especially if you're looking at a daily or a standard sort or a best ball um, sort of league. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think Steve Smith and a PPR. Okay. Um, I still like Wallace, but certainly uh, it's going to be difficult to project week to week the uh, Baltimore offense here. Absolutely. Speaking of projections, uh, I I think somebody said that they expected uh, Duke Johnson to way out project uh, Isaiah Crowell uh, in the last game, didn't they? Yeah, um, I still like Duke, uh, especially, uh, you know, now that RG3 with that fractured shoulder is on IR, uh, Josh McCown certainly checks it down a little bit more instead of running, not quite as mobile. I think that Duke does get a bump here, as does Gary Barnage, even though he didn't score a fantasy point this week. Yeah, me too, but I, I, I am really expecting a similar sort of situation this week with Crowell carrying the ball more, um, Duke coming in if Cleveland is down in the game, which they may be, or they may be even better with Josh McCown. I mean, Gary Barnage was shut out um, last game. I, I definitely expect his value to rise with Josh McCown, who's who's able to find the tight end and use him very effectively. Effectively. Yeah, you know, I actually, I don't know. I I still got to take Baltimore in this game, but I don't think it's a given. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think in a coin toss, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, and uh, one other thing, I will say that I still like Duke Johnson better than Isaiah Crowell this week. I think that they're, you know, it's harder to run on Baltimore as well. I think it's going to be more receiving work out of the backfield for Duke. You heard it. He's doubling down. <laughs> 0 for 1, going 0 for 2. Absolutely. Got to double down. <laughs> Ooh, might, what as well, a, might, what might as well. What a beautiful not. catch by go, Antonio but, Brown but from there. Shall we make our way to the NFC East? 
Yeah. Um, so next game up here is going to be Dallas at Washington. How do you feel about this game? Dak Prescott, living in Dallas and listening to Dallas radio, it's it's almost as though he's the second coming of Troy Aikman. If you actually watched the game, you would see a little bit different picture. He managed the game extraordinarily well. He did not make big plays. Um, I, I think Des Bryant by week four is going to hate Dak Prescott, probably will get in the face of all the coaches and make the team completely tank on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, that was um, that was a rough outing for Des Bryant owners, certainly reminiscent of uh, how he flamed out last year. That said, I'm actually not panicking just yet. Um, he did get a bomb um, sometime, I, I can't remember right now, but you know, early on in the game, uh, Dak Prescott took a shot to Des in the end zone. Of course, uh, with Des Bryant, uh, the refs never ruled as a catch. Um, in this <laughs> case, they were correct. But Hashtag still. Des caught it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, we're, we're, we're singing a pretty different tune if he had held on to that ball, uh, you know, still not the greatest outing for him, but that would have been about, you know, eight, nine points there instead of, uh, you know, one point something still only two catches. If he caught that, I, I don't think he would be happy. I understand that. Um, but at, at the same time, I think that Jason Garrett really mismanaged this game. Uh, he really tried to play it safe with the offense, but that's how you lose an NFL game. Uh, I understand why he wanted to ease Dak Prescott in, try and let the running game do most of the work. Uh, but at the same time, when you got a guy like Dak Prescott, he's got the arm. He can make those throws. You gotta, you know, you gotta give him some free reign to take those shots downfield, keep the defense honest. See, I disagree. I think it was actually a pretty well called gameplay, and I think he put him in a very, very good position to succeed. Um, they they could have won this football game if if Terrence Williams wasn't the dumbest wide receiver ever to play football. Yeah, but regardless of that call, um, you know, Zeke, he really didn't see any room to run because they didn't respect the deep pass and, you know, they stacked the box and you got to you got to make the defenses respect the deep ball if you want to get room to run. Yeah, but he ran a, a pretty efi- pretty efficient, essentially West Coast offense. Um, Beasley with a lot of looks, but Beasley we knew was an effective receiver. I, I had Beasley as one of my sleepers last year, didn't really pan out with the entirety of the uh, uh, Dallas offense falling apart, but eight for eight of 12 catches for 65 yards. I mean, that's, that's 16 points in a PPR. He's actually my number one wide receiver at in the free agency. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I, like I said, my, my thinking is that Jason Garrett learned a little bit from this loss. I think that he is going to need to open up the offense a little bit to be more effective, particularly, um, you know, when they face some really good teams. Yeah, but but they weren't. I mean, they weren't down big. They, I think it was called appropriately. I don't know. What, what do I know? I don't. I don't know that much about football. Okay. Well, that said, I don't. Uh, I'm not panicking on Des Bryant just yet. I know some people are are really uh, up in arms, but I'm willing to give it another week or two. I'm certainly uh, keeping him in my starting lineup for now. Yeah, I, I'd I'd probably be willing to trade him away for something of equal value. Yeah, but, I mean, are you going to get that value right now? That's the question, right? Who knows? <laughs> All right, well, on the other side of the ball here, uh, we got Washington uh, struggling right now. We'll see uh, We'll see if Captain Kirk can open it up and do some damage in the second half, but uh, certainly I think he'll be fine against uh, the Dallas secondary. Well, let's hope so. That's not a very good secondary. Um, he should be able to spread the ball around, light it up, do his thing. Um by the end of this game, maybe we'll have a little clearer picture of what's going on in the running back situation, although probably not. 
Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to avoid the Washington running backs in general. I think at best, uh, they'll, they'll be flex plays. Yeah, I think Deshaun is, is a solid um, daily play coming into the next week. Um, Jordan Reed, if he can stay healthy, slot him into your lineups. Yeah, you're basically starting Cousins, Reed, and Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, boomer bust wide receiver three. Uh, he really just needs one or two big plays against this iffy Dallas secondary to return his value. That's right. Keep your eye on Josh Doxson. He's he's entered the season healthy. He's learning the playbook. He's practicing. I mean, he's a very good. He's a dynamic talent. He is, but I don't know that he's going to contribute right off the bat or see that many snaps. I think he's he's still more of a dynasty guy. Just keep your ears open. Sure. And uh, <laughs> next game here is going to be New Orleans at New York Giants. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, real quick, uh, who do you want, who do you like in Dallas and Washington? Oh, uh, I like Washington. Of course, I I will like Washington most weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Washington too as well. Um, I don't think it's as clear cut though. Again, with the with the divisional rivalries, it's always so hard to tell what crazy things are going to happen. But that's why they're so fun to watch. I'm not using them in a survivor or anything like that. <laughs> that's very fair. Um, although I although I picked uh, Seattle in my survivor last week, and that almost didn't work at all. Yeah, I'm sure you were sweating out that one. Yeah, me me and I think sixty percent of America probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But hey, Russell Wilson, clutch at the end, uh, made it happen. Yeah, as long as he can stay on the fit. Well, we'll talk about Seattle when we get to it. Uh, Drew Brees, he's a monster. We saw this coming. Everybody saw this coming. Um, didn't necessarily see that loss coming. Didn't necessarily see that end of the game coming. But uh, <laughs> expect more of the same. New York Giants D, um, probably about equal with uh, with Raiders D. Maybe a little better front seven. Um, but Drew Brees gets the ball out quick. He's a great quarterback. Start Ingram, start Cooks, start Snead. Snead was definitely undervalued in the preseason. He won't be anymore. Yeah. Um, the only thing to note here is Ingram's lack of usage in the past game is a little bit concerning. Uh, I'm not panicking on him just yet. I think that he's still going to get the bulk of the touches in this backfield, but maybe lower expectations a little bit, uh, especially if New Orleans keeps working in Travaris Cadet a little bit more. Um, certainly it looks like he's kind of taken over the Sproles role that we thought Spiller might get last year. Um, it's clearly something really wrong with CJ Spiller in terms of gelling with that offense. Uh, and Travars Cadet, I, I think in deeper 14 or 16 team leagues, uh, he's worth picking up, particularly in PPR. Yeah. I believe, uh, Spiller was a healthy scratch, right? Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. So All very right. interesting there. Uh, Travaris Cadet, a uh, guy to keep your eye on. And that I will. Um, on the other side of the ball here, Eli Manning, uh, certainly not worried against the New Orleans defense, who also just lost Delvin Bro to a broken fibula. Uh, they're in just as bad shape uh, on the defensive side of the ball here as Indianapolis was. Yeah, uh, should be another two-plus uh, touchdown game for Eli Manning. Odell Beckham, Shepard will run wild. Um, with New Orleans putting up points in bunches, I expect Vereen to see a good portion of time on the field as well, just like last week. Yeah, um, and I tweeted this out earlier. I don't care what uh, the cost is for Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Uh, I'm playing him in DFS. I, I could see like a 150-yard, two-touchdown game at least. Yeah, like similar to A.J. Green of last week. Oh, absolutely. Against this defense, he only needs to break one or two big plays. 
I mean, Amari, he, his numbers could be similar to Amari Cooper's, and he's a, a better receiver. Yeah, and uh, one other thing to note, uh, certainly very happy that Victor Cruz is back on the field. Such a fun player to watch. Uh, glad he scored that touchdown last week. And Get if, out your salsa. Yeah, and uh, I was going to say, if this usage continues, um, he's worth keeping an eye on uh, on the waiver wire as well as in, D- excuse me, in DFS. Uh, certainly very cheap, and uh, he could get some nice targets here. Could be worried that he's a wide re- the, the third option wide receiver on that team. But that NFC East, they're going to be all shootout games this year. Yeah, and not to mention, it doesn't worry me that he's the third wide receiver. Um, ben McAdoo runs so many sets uh, in the 11 formation, all three wideouts on the field. I think he's going to see plenty of action as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Just stay healthy, keep that knee in shape. Um, so what do you think? Is it possible that the Saints go 0-2 to start the season? I think it's very possible. Uh, I think I'm picking New Orleans. Um, Drew Brees is not a man that likes losing. I guess who is really, but, uh, Drew Brees is, is one of the, he's a gamer and I don't, I don't see him taking likely, taking lightly a second loss. I think Drew Brees is going to do very well. I think he's going to do everything in his power to win this game, but I think the defense is going to lose this game for them. Yeah, that's that's a lot to overcome, that's for sure. Yeah, maybe, he, if he, maybe if he didn't uh, demand such high of a contract, they could afford some defensive players. <laughs> well, they were in trouble uh, well before that, but uh, give me the Giants here in week two. All right, I'll stick with New Orleans. All right, um, next game we're going to talk about is going to be San Francisco at Carolina. Uh, this game is going to be a massacre. Uh, you're taking Carolina here. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for speaking for me, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm taking Carolina. Uh, I guess we won't know until tonight exactly what San Francisco can put together, but I, I, I don't really care what they can show me tonight versus L.A., who actually is a pretty sneaky good defense themselves. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from them going into a game against Carolina. Yeah, is there anyone you're starting? Maybe Carlos Hyde as a you know low end running back too. If you own him, you got to start him. You, yeah. you don't own better options, I'm sure. But uh, you know you're not you're not trusting any of the wideouts or the tight end at Carolina. Heck no. All right, so that was pretty quick. Uh, on the other side of the ball here, uh, the Panthers uh, certainly a rough rough loss at Denver in Week One. Um, yeah, I'm starting everybody on Carolina. I'm starting Cam. I'm starting Kelvin Benjamin, who we were definitely wrong on. Uh, we're well, well worth his value uh, in in terms of his ADP. Mm-hmm. He was limited in the air against uh, Denver's offense or Denver's defense, which is still quite, quite good. Made up for it uh, with his legs. Still had it like twenty point showing. I. I really don't see any reason for them to risk his health. Not that there's much of a risk because he's the size of a defensive end, but there's no reason for him uh, to be running the football. They should be able to lean on Tolbert and Stewart a little more in this game as they should be able to get up quick on uh, San Francisco and sort of ride the game out. Yeah, I think you uh, just about covered everything there. Uh, And I think we could see a a long touchdown by either Devin Funchess or Ted Ginn, but who knows which of them it's going to (laughs) be. Yes, sir. Um, Devin Funches, uh, I think he got it, it was about equal work between him, Brown and Jin. Um, I'm expecting Funches to by by season's end to emerge as the clear number two wide receiver there. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this Washington offense struggling hard. Um, they got really, really. I don't know what's going on. Kirk Cousins is just off his game right now and another pick and 
The Steelers are rolling. He's just got the pregame jitters. Yeah, we'll see. He uh, he bet on himself for a big big contract this year. Uh, he's certainly got some work yeah. to do. It'll work for him. It'll work for him. Trust in uh, trust in Captain Kirk. I mean, how bad was was uh, Tom Brady at the start of the season two years ago for the first five games? I believe he finished as quarterback two. Did you did you just correct me if I'm wrong? Compare Kirk Cousins to Tom Brady. Uh. Yes, you, you you heard that, and you better like that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on from this line of conversation <laughs> before it devolves into some name calling. But uh, next game here, Miami at New England. Uh, how do you bet against New England at home versus Miami? Oh, absolutely not against. Uh, after the showing that they just put up with against Arizona, no, not a chance in not not a, not a chance in Hades. Um, Miami, admittedly. I probably undervalued them. Um, probably, probably didn't expect. Uh, well, I did not expect them to be uh, be as good as they were against Seattle. Um, Foster was better than I expected, although Seattle did clamp down on him, stopped him, shut him down in the second half. But you know, in, in the first half of the game, he was looking really good. Um, Landry had a lot of catches, but not much else did occur in that ten point output. Um, there were better defense than I than I gave him credit for, though. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, good value here. I think a lot of people are going to look at the box scores, um, you know, against Seattle. Certainly you weren't expecting much. I'm not worried about Jarvis Landry. He got a ton of targets. He's still going to be a beast in PPR. Um, and as you said, until until Arian Foster gets run into the ground, he'll be an RB2 or better in PPR. Um, and the other thing here is Ryan Tannehill um, certainly ma- making some mistakes but Adam Gase is showing that he's willing to let Tannehill run the ball. And I think that if he continues that, Tannehill can have some sneaky high-end QB2 value, maybe even low-end QB1, because those rushing yards will add up. Tannehill, you know, a lot of people forget he used to play wide receiver in college. He's got those wheels. Yeah. If Kenny Steels, Stills could catch wide open bombs, then he might have some value himself. Yeah, he's he's like a Ted Ginn wide receiver four. You're hoping for a 60-yard touchdown or bust. There you go. All right, um, on the New England side here, Jimmy G looking good, looking good. Yeah, he 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 looked solid. He looked mobile. He navigated his way around the pocket. He he did look quite good. Um, running backs. How are you, how are you feeling about uh, Legarrette Blunt and James White here? Sure. In that game, Garrett Blunt, uh, Legarrette Blunt led the way with 22 carries. Um, I think this may be continuing to be the case for the next three weeks with Jimmy Garoppolo behind oh, center. Wow. Uh, yeah. Pardon? Sorry. Just a huge bomb to Sammy Coates. Oh, did he reel it in? He did. He didn't drop it. And he still should take note. Yeah. No kidding. LeGarrette Blunt looks like a, a full treaded army tank when he gets rolling. Did you see him carry six guys, six seven guys into the end zone? And that was Arizona's defense. They're they're a top defense in the league. Yeah, that's uh, that's no joke. Yeah, um, White managed. I'm, White got seven targets, but he was basically a non-factor. And I expect him to be an almost complete non-factor against Miami. Um, New England should roll this team. Uh, Edelman will have catches. Uh, maybe Martellus Bennett might get going. I don't know. They kept him in for like max protect uh, pass blocking for the entirety of the game. Three recep- three receptions and five targets for 14 yards. I, I didn't like it. 
Um, so I'll agree to part of what you said and disagree to the second part. So in terms of the running backs, certainly I, I do think it's going to be another good LeGarrette Blunt game. We saw what Kristen Michael and Thomas Rawls were able to do against that Miami front seven. Um, and that was with a hobbled Russell Wilson, uh, with the new England pass catchers so dangerous, they certainly can't afford to stack the box. Um, I think LeGarrette Blunt, uh, goes for close to hundred yards on a touchdown this coming week. Yeah. Uh, if, if they if they don't try and stop or if they do try and stop him, then Chris Hogan can reel in balls. He could, you know, other things can happen. Yeah, the other thing is uh, in terms of Martellus Bennett, um, I'm not too worried just yet. Um, maybe you can find a better option the first uh, the first couple of weeks, but I think um, you know certainly not going to drop Bennett. His time will come. Uh, the Miami defense is nowhere near as good at, at rushing the quarterback as Arizona was. As you mentioned, Bennett stayed in the block quite often, um, but that was out of necessity. But I do think that he's going to be involved in the offense, um, especially come uh, you know week five uh, once uh, or even earlier, once Kronk is healthy, uh, once Tom Brady's back. And this, this offense is just going to roll some teams with uh, angry Tom Brady here. Yeah, but I mean, even if Kronk comes back, what for the meantime, while Garoppolo's the the guy they're trotting out there, Gronk's certainly not going to sit there and pass protection. Oh yeah, I mean I get that, but I think that uh, Martellus Bennett will be just fine. Uh, speaking of just fine, Antonio Brown another touchdown here. Uh, certainly worth the uh, number one overall pick if that's where you took him. He's a man. So good. Um, I, I can't tell. Was that was that on Josh Norman or no? Uh, regardless, um, Antonio Brown, you're. <laughs> Wow, just so good. You are ridiculous. Was that was that Derek Rose? Who who was you are ridiculous? I don't know, but uh, certainly. Oh no, it was no, it was Devin Hester. You are ridiculous. That's the call. That's right, Jeff Joniak. Yeah, um, certainly Antonio Brown. uh, He he needs to get paid more. He uh, I don't I don't care (laughs) I don't care what the Steelers uh, you know general stance is on not negotiating contracts before the final year. Uh, He uh, he's gonna get a big big deal. Oh, he'll get paid if if he's if he's a wide receiver, then he'll likely hold out going into next season if he doesn't get paid. Uh, As well, he should. I'm never going to get mad at somebody for demanding more value for themselves, especially when they've earned it. Hey, you got to do you. You got to do what's best for yourself. Absolutely. Speaking of doing you, uh, Kansas City, Alex Smith, certainly doing him. Uh, Finding the underneath man, scooping, scoring, rumbling, stumbling. What do you have, a 25-point week, 30? Alex Smith, uh, very, very nice week for him. Um, Yeah, I think that in general... Uh, there's a huge difference to the Kansas City defense without Justin Houston. Um, and I think that Alex Smith, uh, Jeremy Macklin, and Travis Kelsey all going to be really good plays uh, until Houston returns. Uh, at that point, I think the defense stiffens up a lot and they, they're going to run the ball a lot more. But until then, they're going to need to pass to stay in games. And I think that all those options are going to be just fine. And certainly... Uh, we saw Spencer Ware just rolling. If uh, if Legarrette Blunt is a tank, then what is Spencer Ware? He's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, he's I, I I guess he's a a Harrier jet. I don't know. You know military uh, stuff better than I do. Yeah, uh, good on the ground and uh, and through the air, right? Right. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, Andy Reid is a liar. Uh, he, his nose has got to be longer than Pinocchio. I feel like, so if Andy Reed 
in my mind, he's a big red Kool-Aid man. I feel like I bought a pack of Kool-Aid, poured it in the water, got ready to enjoy a big drink of uh, of of uh, Spencer or big drink of Kool-Aid, and then forgot to read the package and didn't see that I needed to add sugar. That's a that that was the way I felt about this Kansas City game. Andy Reid told us that he'd be starting and playing all three. Uh, running backs. I pulled Spencer Ware out of a lineup because of this, and here we just get where on where on where on where on where. Where was West? He scored like point seven points. Where was Niall Davis? I don't even think he touched the ball. You know, to be fair, uh, the snaps were actually divvied up pretty evenly. Sharkandrick West did play quite a bit. It's just that Spencer Ware made much much more out of his opportunities. Well. Charkandrick West, I guess I've got to drop him in the league where I own Jamal Charles and have him as a backup. So that's frustrating. I'm, I think I'm toast. I, I think I, it's panic mode. I've just got to blow up all my teams, man. Well, first off, I never believed Andy Reid. I knew he was lying. I, I thought that this was going to be, uh, you know, Spencer Ware all the way, and certainly it was. But that said, Sharkandrick West and PPR, not a terrible flex play. Six catches for 24 yards. Didn't do much on the ground, but still, that's uh, that's not uh, the worst thing that can happen. He did the opposite of, he, he did it precisely not much on the ground. He had negative one yard. <laughs> well, regardless here, uh, certainly you're, sp- you're starting uh, Spencer Harrier Jet Ware here in week two. Um, well, what sp- happens if Jamal Charles is back? I, I think that Spencer Ware has earned a role in this offense regardless of Jamal Charles. I think that he's still going to see quite a few carries and uh, targets in the pass game, even when Charles does come back. Yeah, I, I've got to trade that guy away. I... <laughs> good luck Good luck with that. It's, um, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. No. Um, all right. So, you know, Travis Kelsey, tight end one. Jeremy Macklin, wide receiver two. Spencer Ware, running back one. Need I say more? No. All right. On the other side here, Houston. Uh, Brock Osweiler looked good against a pretty poor Chicago defense. Uh, certainly he'll struggle more against a better Kansas City defense. Um, but the big story here, Lamar Miller finally getting the workload that he's been looking for for years. Uh, he's a top five back. Lamar Miller with the most touches by a running back this week. Lamar Miller, the only running back to eclipse 100 yards unless something happens tonight. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. Deshaun Jackson could certainly do that, uh, as could Antonio Brown, if he's not already pretty close to that. And he's a wide receiver. Sorry. Well, oh, Lamar Miller. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm spacing out here. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to multitask. I'm very. I don't know ex- what you're talking exci- about. I thought you were talking about fine. receiving yards. Uh, I had already mentally moved on to Will Fuller, who uh, was oh, also yes. quite good. Um, I think that Will Fuller is a legitimate threat to uh, take a few of those deep balls away from DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but I think what he's also going to do is take the defensive coverage away from DeAndre Hopkins. There was one play. I mean, this may just because it was the Bears defense, but DeAndre Hopkins went in motion, ran a short uh, a short uh, crossing route across the field without any contact, without being bumped, without being touched or seen by a defender. Caught the football, then ran into the end zone also untouched. This is like a this is like a 25-yard play. It wasn't like you know, from two yards and he got in untouched. This, this was, this was embarrassing. Yeah. That said, um, you know, I, I think Hopkins is still a solid wide receiver one. I think he's going to see plenty of targets still. Uh, certainly he is the guy in the red zone. 
Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, part of the reason that DeAndre Hopkins was, a, you know, a top five wide receiver last year was the sheer volume of targets that he got from Brian Hoyer. Um, I just think that Osweiler is certainly very happy to, you know, spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, I, you know, again, DeAndre Hopkins still a wide receiver one, but I don't think that he's re- going to return quite the production that you drafted him at, you know, as a, as a top five guy. Yeah, and I don't think it's time to get quite excited about uh, Brock Eisler. I'm expecting him to take a step back against this Kansas City defense, not starting him in a daily or in any league. Yeah, the one other thing is, um, you know, the tight ends here, certainly they combine for seven targets, but it's a tight end by committee until, you know, we see more, certainly not starting any of those guys. Too many solid tight ends around the league to even consider. Yeah, so um, I think I, I got to take Kansas City on the road here. Gosh, with the miracle that they needed to put together in, against San Diego, uh, give me Houston. See, that's the thing, though. I think that emotions are going to be running high after that overtime win. I think uh, they're going to come in here confident, and I think they're going to you know, do well against Houston. Yeah. You're not supposed to wake the dragon. They woke, they woke the dragon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Finally, we get to Seattle at L.A. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, rolled that ankle early in the game, looked really gimpy and was really struggling. Um, but as always, uh, you know, good players come through in the clutch. And that's exactly what Russell Wilson did late in the game with a game winning touchdown drive. Yeah, something definitely to keep an eye on. All all 700 pounds of Damakunsu came down directly on that ankle. Um, that's something that, uh, not, not quite acutely, but like today, I guarantee you Russell Wilson's ankle is, is four times the size that it is typically, um, going to have to monitor if, if that goes back to how it's supposed to be, um, the pain in that foot. I mean, typically these guys just get cortisone shots and tough it out, but if it limits his mobility, I mean, that, that could limit his value significantly. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to get into it too much, but Sue just, ugh, is there any player that you hate more than Dom Sue in the league? <laughs> No, and it's a shame because he's, he, I mean, he's so well-spoken. He comes across so well, but he's, he's, I, I don't necessarily think this was a dirty play, but I mean, there's been so many from him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not quite on the level of Robert Quinn, but he could be so good if he just wasn't such, uh, I don't even want to call him names and yeah, get down yeah to don't level, stoop but. to his level. All right, uh, let's move on from that. Um, running back situation here, it was a pretty even split between Kristen Michael and Thomas Rawls, and I think that they're really going to go with the committee here, and I, they're going to eat into each other's value. The coach speak for this week is that uh, Pete Carroll says that Rawls will continue to get more work as the week uh, as this week comes around. Yeah, good luck uh, predicting who's going to you know be more productive week to week. I think they're both just... I hate to say it, but I think even on a good running offense, they're just flex plays until, you know, one guy emerges. Yeah. Uh, carry split was even 15 for Michael 13 for walls. Um, you know that I, that I don't, I mean, that's a, that's not a stars or scrubs play. That's a, that's a solid X number of points. And you know that I don't go for that. Yeah. And the other thing is, uh, same with the wide receivers here. I mean, certainly, uh, you're happy that Jimmy Graham got a catch in this game, but he doesn't look all that effective just yet. I don't know how involved he's going to be. And in terms of the receivers, I know that a lot of people love Tyler Lockett to break out this year. Um, I certainly love his talent, but I think that Seattle's content to, you know, spread the ball around. And I think the only one 
you know, worth starting regularly here is going to be Doug Baldwin as a wide receiver too. Yeah, I, I think the one saving grace um, for the running backs for this week is that if Wilson is hobbled and they are playing L.A., of course, um, I, I'm expecting a heavy defensive game. Um, they'll be able to shut L.A. down, and I expect a lot of carries out of the backfield, n- nearing 40, if not more, um, which puts each of those backs at probably 20 or 20-plus touches. Yeah, certainly true. And uh, speaking of running backs, they're going to get 20 plus touches on the other side here. Todd Gurley is the 30 plus. Yeah, Todd Gurley is the only guy you're starting on L.A., right? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Jared Goff. Well, I guess he's not starting, but if you've watched any of Hard Knocks, he I don't know if this is all storyline, but he he is not seeming like the answer to the quarterback situation in L.A. And I don't think that Case Keenum is either. No, um, but uh, that said, uh, you know, don't get cute and you're starting Todd Gurley. Yeah, without, yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to take Seattle here on the road. Yeah, Seattle, next. All right, next game uh, should be interesting. Although, hmm. the Rams did beat Seattle twice last year. Um, I mean, I'll take that bet if you're going to if you're No, gonna no, 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 no way. No way. Um, hey, that's how, that's how you make money against Vegas, right? You got to take the right? underdog sometimes. But it was, it was just an interesting tidbit that I came across when I was looking into, because I picked Seattle as my, uh, as my uh, survivor pick this, this last week. And I looked into their schedule last year, and I was like, what? They, LA beat them early in the season, and then again in week 16 while Russell Wilson was rolling. Yeah, that that is one thing uh, I would probably shy away from the Seahawks in in those leagues right now in a in a survivor pool. Um, certainly, we want to see also uh, how much Russell Wilson practices this week. Uh, if he's limited, uh, Robert Quinn could have a real big night. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, next game here is going to be Tampa Bay at Arizona. Lots to talk about here. Yeah, Jameis Winston, he, he looked great. Uh, he, he missed Evans early on a pass, but more than made up for it. And his, his players helped him out. Uh, uh, Safarian Jenkins didn't even start the game. Um, as He wasn't even, a, he was tight on three going into the game. Uh, came in with a huge pass in the end zone uh, reception. Um, Mike Evans came down with a great catch. And then, uh, I forget if it was Sims or... or uh, or um, Martin, I think it was Sims that took a, that caught a pass and, and rumbled for a touchdown, right? It was Sims. Yeah, yeah it was Sims. Uh, just terrible tackling by the Atlanta defense there. Yeah, a lot of help from his offense, but his offense is going to be worth, with, there with him uh, the whole season. So uh, Winston's looking really good. He's got a very tough schedule coming up in the next four weeks, though. He does, um, but I'm still starting Mike Evans here, even at Arizona. Um Winston, uh, I would start him unless you have better options. He he could do okay, especially uh, late in the game if they need to catch up. Um, Sims, Martin, I, th- I think you can start both of those guys. Martin showed that he's still going to be involved in the pass game, even if Sims does come in for a lot of those downs. Uh, certainly good to see him get a few catches here, um, and I think that'll continue. I think that both guys are going to be good. Uh, Sims more of flex, and Martin, you know, uh, running back two, running back one. I agree. Um, I said last week, uh, Vincent Jackson versus Cecil Shorts, uh, guys to keep an eye on. Uh, Chris, Chris Humphreys actually carved uh, some workout for himself. There's some design plays for him uh, actually in this offense. Uh, I'm not adding him just yet, but keep an eye on what he does this week. Yeah, and the one other thing. Um, the Wait, type... his name's not Chris Humphreys, is it? That's, uh, that's Kim Humphreys. Kardashian's ex-husband. <laughs> Adam Humphreys, I believe, is uh, yeah, the name there you you're go. looking for. <laughs> 
Um, but hey, maybe we'll see Chris Humphreys on the field someday. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, the one last thing I want to say is um, on one of those touchdowns, I, I was very interested to see which tight end it was. And of course, it was Brandon Myers, who nobody, absolutely nobody was starting right um you know that that's kind of just how fantasy works uh, it's like when the fullback gets the touchdown uh I, clearly it's a tight end by committee here um if i want upside i'm going with austin safarian jenkins though yeah a lot i didn't even realize they were carrying four tight ends cameron bright who they said might have been the starter was the tight end four in this game yeah um i'm, I'm avoiding that uh, even more than i'm avoiding baltimore or houston yes sir all right. Uh, what about the other side here? Arizona, a big loss to, to New England with no Tom Brady. Um, but Carl, excuse me, Carson Palmer looked all right. Yeah, he started slow, but turned out a very solid outing. Um, Larry Fitzgerald woke up, uh, played great, had two big touchdowns. Um, I don't expect that necessarily to continue going on for the rest of the season, but he's one of those wily vets. You know, he, he finds the way. I mean, there was a designed play. Um, designed uh, where uh, they used the defender to screen the other defender to get uh, Larry into the end zone. Um, they're smart on that offense. They they're gonna make they're gonna make points happen. Yeah, in terms of the running backs, um, clearly, uh, you know, we were hoping for a, a little bit of production from Chris Johnson, but clearly, David Johnson is the guy here. Um, you know, he's uh, obviously an RB one. Um, Chris Johnson droppable right now. I was wrong. I I. Li- I trust these coaches way too much. I guess they really do just talk directly out of their, their bungholes and in, I get, it must be in order to please their backup players. Yeah. And um, the one other thing here, uh, I will say that I don't think that it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald all the way in every game. I, I'm not too worried just yet about Michael Floyd or John Brown. One thing that Bill Belichick does really well is you know, he schemes to shut down whatever the opponent's biggest strength is. And, you know, for Arizona, it's their deep passing game. And he really took that away. And, uh, you know, I'm not worried about Floyd or Brown. Floyd had a catch in his hands in the end zone that he just let go. He should have had a better day than he did. Yeah, I think both of those guys are still uh, pretty solid wide receiver threes. Yeah, but I, but I, I definitely I, I have to admit I'm missing on Derek Johnson. He, he should have been easily a top five drafted running back. Yeah. Um, who, David Johnson. Uh, who do you like Derek in this Johnson. Game? Not the outside linebacker. <laughs> so are you taking Tampa Bay or Arizona? Uh, give me Arizona this week. Yeah, I like I like the new improved Tampa Bay, but uh, certainly uh, don't don't love them on the road at Arizona. New England is uh, it does things that very few other teams can do. I think uh, James Winston has a, has a good bit of uh, of inconsistency left in him. Yeah, definitely. I, again, I think he'll be fine in fantasy, but I think he will make some mistakes against that tough Arizona D. Absolutely. All right, next game here. Uh, a lot of sadness that we'll get into soon, but Jacksonville at Ugh. San Diego. Yeah, Bortles solid. Uh, expect another so- uh, solid against Green Bay. Expect another solid week here versus um, San Diego's defense. Yeah, and uh, with this mystery injury to Chris Ivory, who's uh, you know in the hospital, we don't know what exactly is going on there. But until further notice, uh, TJ Yeldon, high end running back two, simply due to volume. Yeah, uh, I I'm going to assume they they said it was something medical, so I'm assuming that he uh, went to a Greek restaurant and uh, ended up with some gnarly pancreatitis. He'll be out in three days. 
All right, well, we'll see. I'll certainly have to uh, pay you on that bet if you get that right. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, uh, wide receivers, Allen Robinson's going to be a stud. He's, he's going to get a ton of targets every game. Um, and- no, sell him, sell him. He's terrible. <laughs> sell him to you? Sell him to me. Um, yeah, and like we kind of discussed uh, preseason, Alan Hearns, a, a little disappointing in this game with a healthy Julius Thomas, uh, certainly saw fewer targets than we were used to last year. Um, but at the same time, uh, Julius Thomas has always had injury issues. Uh, reports came out that he injured his ankle in this game. Um, that has sidelined him for multiple games in the past. Again, we don't know the severity of this ankle injury, but certainly worth monitoring. Um, and if Thomas is out, uh, I like Hearns. He's certainly a guy that that needs to be owned in every league, no matter what. Yeah, just uh, temper expectations for now. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, anything else about Jacksonville? Uh, no, that, that wraps it up. Let, let's get to the home team. Um, San Diego, the Chargers. Uh, it, it took him an entirety of, of a year plus, uh, but Melvin Gordon got his first two touchdowns. Uh, he had an even carry split with Woodhead, 14 carries for Gordon to 16. Um, with Woodhead, with Woodhead adding five catches to her to his uh, resume for the day, um, I I think this is time to sell on Melvin Gordon. I, I don't think his his value will be ever quite as high as it is right now. Yeah, if uh, if you have a team who look, just looks at the box scores in your league, uh, sell, sell, sell on Melvin Gordon. Even in a game where San Diego had control, um, we saw a lot of Danny Woodhead. And I think that Danny Woodhead is is much preferred in terms of uh, one of the running backs here. Um, and finally, uh, you know, Keenan Allen, terrible, terrible loss, both for him yeah. and for San Diego. Uh, you never want to see that. Um, as soon as I heard it was a non-contact, I knew ACL. I, you know, I was like, I, I was getting ready to, you know, cut him from the team. But then I was like, uh, you know, let's let's give it a minute. See what happens. Yeah, that's uh Ah, that just sucks. But um yeah. you know, fantasy wise, you're certainly downgrading Philip Rivers. Um you, you know, you're kind of downgrading that whole offense. The San Diego really struggled without Keenan Allen last year, even if there are more touches to go around. Uh, I don't know that uh, they're going to be uh, scoring quite as many points. Yeah, theoretically Benjamin should be a benefactor, but he's just not a good route runner. He showed that in this game. Uh I, I I mean, he's he's not much more than a Deshaun Jackson play for me, and he's even worse now without Allen. Um, Woodhead should be a benefactor. The mishmash of tight ends could be a benefactor there. Who knows what's going to happen with Gates and and Hooper? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't. I just don't love this offense anymore. Maybe I'm just so disheartened because it affected my team personally. Yeah, and uh, certainly you're fading uh, this whole offense against a, a much improved Jacksonville defense that actually sort of kept Aaron Rodgers in check. Um, I loved it in terms of the wide receivers too, too bad. They couldn't last for another few minutes. They, well, they should have, uh, they should have won that game if they hadn't run that terrible bubble screen on fourth and one, but yeah, you know, that's a yeah. different story for a different day. Packers live to see, uh, another day, I guess. Go figure. But, um, yeah, going back to the wide receivers with Keenan Allen gone, you know, we saw that Dontrell Lemon actually played the most snaps. Um, I think, you know, he might be the ad if you're really desperate. But that said, um, you know, as, as you sort of touched on, I, I don't love any of those guys. Yep, it's a shame, too. Uh, Rivers, Rivers has had a dynamic career. He's a very good talent. Oh, and yeah, and I think that, you know, had Keenan Allen not suffered that injury, San Diego would have gone on to roll 
roll Kansas City. They looked yeah. really good. Oh yeah, without question. They, Twenty-one to three in the in uh, going into halftime. Yeah, um, yeah. Just you feel bad for Chargers fans, and oof. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna take Jacksonville on the road here. I will take the same. Yeah, that's uh, ouch. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on from that. Um, Atlanta at <laughs> Oakland is the next game here. Yeah, to something else painful. Uh, yeah. Um, you know. Matt Ryan just doesn't look good. He just, I mean, he did all right, and and certainly you like him against it, Oakland's defense, but he just looks uninspiring out there. I mean, his fantasy day was was great. I think he put up a twenty plus point performance. Uh, but but yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Sanu salvaged all of the value on that team, and uh, and Coleman ripping off those nice catches. Yeah, and you know, I didn't love Devontae Freeman going into the season, and this is exactly why. I did end up with him in one league, but I wasn't super happy about it, and you know, I unfortunately I got proven right here. I did not expect it to be this drastic quite this quick. Yeah, I mean people forget that Tevin Coleman was injured last year. That's part of the reason he struggled. Um certainly Freeman took advantage of that, but uh oh, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat here. Uh, a sure. healthy Tevin Coleman. Uh, flashing that speed uh, that he showed at Indiana, and he's a dynamic threat. Yeah, but uh, Coleman, uh, I was expecting them to work up towards a a bit of a workload. He was one of the guys I was thinking of trying to target early uh, as a trade in certain leagues as he maybe wasn't being utilized uh, as much, but here he's got near equal usage to Freeman outperforming him on the football field. I mean, certainly can't get him now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if if for some reason he's not owned in your league, he is the waiver wire ad. Um, but that said, again, I think this is going to be kind of like a Seattle backfield situation where, uh, you know, they're both still going to be involved and it's going to be kind of hard to predict who's going to get the touchdown. Yeah, equally ineffective on the ground, but I expect as, as the season gets rolling, a lot of times football teams do take a bit to get their running game rolling. There's a lot that goes into it. You've got, I mean, blocking, you've got the vision of the running backs, you've got the timing between the quarterback and the handoff. There's a ton that goes into it. Yeah, well, I would think that uh, the first step towards uh, opening up the running game a little bit is to uh, throw to your star wide receiver. Uh, You would think, but uh, apparently not. Um, Julio's lack of usage early in the game was just baffling, and this offense needs to run through him. Um, something to monitor both Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu uh, sprained their ankles here. Julio sprained the same ankle that he did uh, in preseason. A little bit concerning, not panicking, but uh, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding this team in daily for now. Yeah, the one thing, uh, sneaky PPR value for Jacob Tammy. Uh, don't expect him to be a tight end one, but if you're desperate uh, or in GPP, uh, you know, a GPP play, uh, certainly uh, worth worth checking out. Could score a touchdown here and there. All right. All right. uh, Oakland side, uh, certainly not afraid of the Atlanta defense that just gave up a great day to Jameis Winston. You're starting Derek Carr. Um, And uh, the running back situation here, kind of (laughs) interesting. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this running uh, running back situation. Um, After being high on Latavius Murray coming into the season, he did dominate the care. He did have the most carries, but he actually only had 14 carries of the total 24, and he was not in for that final drive at the end of the game. Um, Some of the reports about Oakland's coaching staff not loving Latavius Murray, possibly with something to them. I I don't know. There was a combination of uh, Washington, Richard, Alawali, and Jones, um, with Washington getting the most 
Oh, there's Richard guy. I think they picked up like off of the street, like bagging groceries or something like that. Um, and he managed to sneak his way onto the field, pushing, you know, Latavius Murray to the sideline. Uh, Oluwale vulturing a, a, a goal line touchdown. Um, Latavius turned out a good day, but I've got to monitor this next week. And he's, a, he's possibly a sell candidate if like, you know, if Mark Ingram or something turns out another subpar week. Could be, but I think that Latavius Murray is going to be a week to week play depending on game flow. Um, I'm not, I'm not too worried about uh, Jalen Richard here. I, I think that, I mean, he he got three carries, so uh, you know, looking at that. But just, the combination with Washington coming in for a couple of catches and Oluwale taking away the touchdown. I understand that, but I think that that was also part partly because of just Drew Brees dominating on the other side. They certainly had to play catch-up ball here. Um, I think that in games where we see Oakland control the game flow a little bit more, we are going to see a lot of Latavius Murray. I think he is going to be that run-the-clock sort of guy. Um, and again, but, but, but Murray has the skills to not just be a two-down back. I, I don't understand why I, I seem to be the only person that sees this. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's okay at catching the ball, but certainly he doesn't have the speed um, that uh, you know Jalen Richard showed here. Um, and and same with uh, Washington. I, I just think that they see Murray as more of a first and second down pounder. Um, but I think the Oakland offensive line is good enough to give him good production as long as they can control the game. And I actually like Oakland here against Atlanta. I think that we are going to see a healthy dose of Latavius. Yeah, I think that's a that's a solid pick right there. I, I I think we're agreeing too much on these picks so far, but I'm taking Oakland. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, you know, obviously you're starting Amari Cooper and you're starting Michael Crabtree, but Seth Roberts, again, he flashed uh, late in the season last year, and uh, he's certainly become sort of a goal, to, excuse me, a go-to guy, um, particularly in the red zone. He's a he's a red zone monster. He he, he snipes those tight those touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's he's worth uh, he's worth a pickup in <clears throat> excuse me in dynasty leagues. Uh, and you know, if anything were to happen to Crabtree or Cooper, I think Seth Roberts is an instant pickup here. One of those wide receiver handcuffs that we used to love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing, uh, Clive Wolford didn't do a whole lot here against New Orleans, um, but good to note that uh, you know. He was the starter. They actually had Michael Rivera inactive for this game. So uh, I think the Walford uh, breakout is still coming. I think they just forgot that tight ends existed in that game. <laughs> yeah, on both sides, really. Uh, was not happy as a Kobe owner. Excuse me, Kobe Fleener owner. No, sir. Um, but we'll get to that soon enough. Um, yeah, uh, anything else here on Oakland? <laughs> Will we? I think we already talked about New Orleans. <laughs> No, no, I meant, I, I think in the coming weeks, we will be talking about oh, okay, Cody Flaner yeah. uh, because I think no, he let, will No, let's improve. roll into uh, the, uh, the the battle over Peyton Manning, Indy versus uh, Denver. Uh, well, real quick, do you agree with me on taking Oakland here? Oh, yeah, I already did. Okay. Um, all right, so Indy at Denver. Uh, Denver, yes. Yeah, I'm taking Denver in this game. Um, Indianapolis looked abysmal on defense, and Denver looked pretty darn good on offense all things considered um i guess since i'm already talking about him um Simeon was impressive in that he was effective enough he did not i mean he, he did throw two interceptions but indy's defense is not carolina's defense um cj anderson looked phenomenal on the ground and in the air uh you know better better than than spencer Ware even um demarius thomas might be hurt 
MRI pending for his hip. Uh, something, something definitely to keep an eye on. At first, it sounded like he'd be okay, but he's going for a second opinion now. Um, so this could end up being a, a big game for Sanders and uh, and Virgil Green. Um, and and if if uh, Demarius Thomas doesn't play, heck, maybe even look at Cody Latimer uh, or somebody somebody of that nature. Uh, Indianapolis is, like I said, down to like their their cornerback five and six. Yeah, um, C.J. Anderson, no one would be shocked if he had another like 200 combined yards here. Um, yeah, I agree on Demarius Thomas. I, I think the reports are optimistic right now, but definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, and then Virgil Green, uh, you know how much I love Virgil Green. And I think that if he's still a free agent in your league, uh, you got to reprieve because Thursday night... Uh, you know, this was before all the Sunday games and all the Monday night games tonight. So I think a lot of people are going to forget. Um, he had a wide open touchdown in the end zone. Uh, Trevor Simeon just underthrew it. And uh, Virgil Green might have a big, big game here. A lot of short memories. Yeah. And uh, on the flip side here, uh, as an Andrew Luck owner, uh, the best way to describe how I feel about Indy at Denver is that the Denver defense is going to be worth the money in DFS this week. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm lowering expectations across the board here despite a nice week one against Detroit. Uh, Denver is not Detroit. Um, I'm actually going to take a look at what QBs are on the waiver wire in the league that I own Andrew Luck. I, I think you've put it pretty pretty darn well um indianapolis looked good against detroit but really didn't uh no they 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 didn't make me excited for their matchup against denver um only guy i mean frank Gore is going to continue to get work um until until he's about finished uh he he's worth a running back to start uh just because i don't necessarily think you have better options yeah, I'm certainly fading all these guys, though. Gore, normally a, you know, a running back, too. I'm dropping him to a flex. Uh, T.Y. Hilton sure. and Dante Moncrief, dropping both of them into the wide receiver three range. Certainly sure don't thing. love them. Um, the, the one guy who I actually think will be okay here is Dwayne Allen. I think Andrew Luck is going to need to check it down quite a bit. Um, I think that Dwayne Allen's going to see a lot of checkdowns in PPR here. Sure, go for it. Yeah, and the one thing is, I, I think uh, I think the Colts will take it as a win if Andrew Luck gets out of this game just healthy. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, Andrew Luck nowhere near as uh, as big of a guy as Cam Newton, and we saw what happened to Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I, hoping uh, hoping for the best for Andrew Luck in this game that he just survives. Absolutely, they're they're gonna target uh, that shoulder's still got a target board, a dar- uh, target on it, target board, dartboard, target something yeah it's got a big red x on it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know why he was on the injury report with that shoulder injury but uh certainly a little disconcerting that he has to face denver now you know you indy's another team that you can't trust anything about their uh about their injury reports though i i, I don't know and especially with the with the the muddiness of the rules now eh, whatever not worth talking about yeah, you know, the one thing here that we might see is uh, similar to uh, last year and a couple of years before, uh, I have a sneaky feeling that this could be one of those games where we see Andrew Luck with like negative three points going into the half, <laughs> then then pure garbage time is going to propel him back to like that 16, 18 point range. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. But I against this Denver defense even, I don't know. I mean, they've got some really fast guys. Philip Dorsett showed that he could come out and have some solid value this year. I mean, anything could happen. It's the NFL. 
anything could happen. I just, uh, I'm not banking on it. Uh, I'm not banking on it against Denver here. No, no, sir. All right. Um, next game, Green Bay at Minnesota. Um, certainly looked better on offense against Jacksonville. Um, you know, I think they're still putting some things together and getting back in sync after Jordy missed a whole season, but uh, certainly uh, not too worried about the Green Bay offense here. No, start start everyone. And even Devontae Adams carved out some some solid value for himself. I, th- I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. I, I might go ahead and try and own him. Yeah, um, well, I will say this. I, I think that Green Bay is looking better, but the Minnesota defense really is very, very good. They might be a top five, top ten defense in the league right now. I don't know that I love the Green Bay options at Minnesota. Um, I, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, but I think uh, he's going to be a lower-end QB1 this week. Um, and then same with Cobb and Jordy. I, I think I'm downgrading them both to that you know mid-wide receiver two range. They did struggle against Minnesota um, even a couple of years ago. And I think that, uh, you know, lower your expectations a little bit on this Green Bay offense. Yeah, I think I feel like Green Bay is going to abuse the Vikings this game. I don't know. Um, I, I think that Green Bay is going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. All right. Um, on the tight ends, uh, Jared Cook, he looked good. He got a big, uh, ooh, D'Angelo Williams touchdown. I needed that in one of my matchups against, there he uh, is. against there our he super is. producer, Dan, actually. Ooh. <laughs> Dan is not happy right now. <laughs> no, but that's, that's pretty standard, though. Yeah, um, so on the tight ends here for Green Bay, um, yeah, uh, Jared Cook got that end zone target, couldn't reel it in, but drew that pass interference penalty. Uh, You know, I think that uh, Jared Cook doesn't necessarily need to be owned right now. I think he will have some big games, but it's going to be hard to predict just a tight end two until we see more. He is not decisively better in his usage than uh, than Richard Rodgers right now. I, I was... I was a little overly optimistic, although Jared Cook has been the guy in his entire career that gets open. You throw the ball at him and then it bounces off his chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we saw that plenty in St. Louis and we thought maybe uh, the QB situation would help him out and it still might, but uh, it's only week one. Yeah. But uh, certainly not uh, a must own if you, if you've got someone you want to pick up here. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball here, Minnesota, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's rough losing Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, who knows gonna, who's going to start this game? Does it really matter? I don't really think so. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 30 yards on 20 carries or something like that. Uh, I, I'd expect better production against a worse Green Bay uh, defense against the run. But still, I mean, until, until they can get moving. I mean, he's Adrian Peterson. He's, he's going to churn out at least 1,000 yards and at least 10 touchdowns. We know this uh do we though i i think that oh i do i know this you you want to make a bet on that you're a gambling man huh uh which part both i of would it? i would take the under on a thousand yards for adrian peterson this year oh i'll take the over okay we what would... if it's equally a thousand <laughs> then then we both get ice cream Oh, I love ice cream. That sounds great. How's that for a win-win situation? If Adrian I, Peterson gets exactly 1,000 yards rushing. Hey, I like that. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you like that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's disconcerting here because the Tennessee defense is improved, but they're certainly not amazing. And I think that they've kind of 
provided the formula for uh, you know other teams here against Minnesota. Uh, if you stack the box against Adrian Peterson, he's still going to do well. But at the same time, he's no longer that Adrian Peterson who's just going to roll over people. They're going to have to open up their offense via Laquan Treadwell, via Stefan Diggs. They'll get more looks. Diggs will Diggs may carve out a solid possession role for himself um, as a as a PPR flex option. Uh, but past that, yeah, I, I don't have a good, uh, I can't rely on this offense for much. Yeah, I think Diggs is going to be, you know, a wide receiver three. And I, I'm dropping Adrian Peterson down to, a, you know, a mid-level running back two until we see more by either Sam Bradford or Sean Hill. No, he's too good for that. I, I don't know. You, you think he's going to eclipse, what, 10 points this week? I think, I definitely think he'll eclipse 10 points, yes. Is that a second bet you're trying to set up? <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying to think here. Um, he has to. He will. Yes, he will. He will score more than ten points. Come on. Okay. You know what? I'll. I will. I will take the under on eleven points in PPR for Adrian Peterson this week. Well, I will take the over on nine points for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, I don't know. I think he's really going to struggle again. Just uh, put it at 10. And if, if, and if he scores 10, we both get ice cream. <laughs> is that, is that going to be how it's going to be going forward? As far as Adrian Peterson's concerned, apparently so. All right. Um, well, I will take green Bay here. Yes, me too. Okay. Uh, next game, Monday night football, <laughs> Philadelphia at Chicago. Oh no. Um, I think this is going to be a mess of a game. I, I don't know what to think about this game. Carson Wentz looked good in his first NFL start. Um, he should have decent success against a, a struggling Chicago secondary. He's going to embarrass the Chicago Bears. That's what's going to happen. Is, is this what happens? Chicago just makes you know young quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I don't know. We, we, make them, we make them a lot of money. I think it's probably something Virginia McCaskey put it in her contract, has it in her contract to like make young quarterbacks make a lot of money. I think she probably gets, I, I think like 15% of Colin Kaepernick's uh, uh, contract went directly to her. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I'm sure Alex Smith holds a grudge because uh, we, we basically lost him his starting job. Yeah, there. sugar mama Virginia. Uh, all right, um, Ryan Matthews, we <laughs> saw Lamar Miller just, do work. I, I think he's going to be fine in this game. Um, Jordan Matthews, you're starting him after a nice outing. Uh, Zach Ertz, I would say start him, but apparently he's going to be out for an unspecified amount of time with a rib displacement. Um, we're not sure how long, but likely at least for this game, you think. Yeah, ribs are painful. That that I mean, and when you talk about ribs, you've got lungs in the area. You know, dangerous things can happen. It's probably best they just let him sit tight for a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, Brent Selleck, actually an interesting deep league tight end streamer, maybe also worth a tournament play in DFS. That's a little much for me. I think it's just going to be Jordan Matthews lighting up the terrible secondary of Chicago. Yeah, and I think uh, Nelson Aguilar, too, might have another decent game here. He he reeled in that touchdown. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, a little bit of optimism for those uh, always angry Eagles fans. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully they won't throw batteries at Santa this year. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Chicago side of the ball. Uh, Jay Cutler looked pretty decent. Uh, that interception was all on Kevin White, uh, you know, stopping his route for who knows why. 
Um, certainly Kevin White still has a lot of work to do, but he actually played more, um, more a higher percentage of snaps in this game than Alshon Jeffrey, which is interesting. He also had the most targets, I believe the most catches, uh, very odd, very odd. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to think. Uh, I'm still optimistic on Kevin White, but as certainly a, a work in progress as, uh, as discussed in the preseason. Definitely earlier than I expected him to be getting the, uh, this portion of the, of the work. Um, Speaking of work portions, Langford had all but one running back carry. I guess all that talk from all the pundits out there was a little overblown, huh? Yeah, Jeremy Langford against a, a you know a pretty tough Philadelphia front seven, but as long as he gets the volume, he's still an RB two. Yeah, I don't care. He's a yeah high end high end RB two for me this week. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey definitely a, a wide receiver one. You're starting him without question. And the one other thing is. Uh, I think people went the wrong way here. Everybody uh, liked Zach Miller because he stepped in after Martellus Bennett uh, got hurt last year. But I guess we forgot that, you know, Eddie Royal was also hurt last year. And Cutler looks like he hasn't missed a step targeting Royal. Back to their back to their days in Denver, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you uh, you were touting, um, excuse me, Cole Beasley as a PPR pickup, possibly if you needed help at wide receiver. I, I would take Eddie Royal over Cole Beasley. That's not the worst idea, but I think Cole Beasley will be the most targeted player in uh, in Dallas for the next two weeks. Um, I, I don't know. I think that Jay Cutler really likes looking for Eddie Royal on third down in cl- in those clutch situations. Um, I, think, I mean, he does. You're not wrong. You're, I mean, we're we're splitting hairs here. Yeah, um, I, I think I would like Royal over Cole Beasley, and I think uh, he's going to return decent value in PPR leagues. Yeah, over the course of the season, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he'll stay healthy over the course of the season. But, yeah, that's uh, true. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a homer pick here. Uh, I'm gonna take Chicago. Yeah, I wish I could. Philadelphia is gonna win this game. It's gonna be so sad. Actually, I mean, I'm picking Chicago to go 0 and 16 this year, uh, just so that we finally get a good. Uh, finally get a good draft pick but yet again we will end up with a pick somewhere in the range of 12 to 16 and turn it into a lot of nothing i don't know i think that john fox and vic fangio are gonna really test carson wentz and how good he really is against a not browns defense um yeah, not browns defense but i mean what is the chicago defense i, I just think they're gonna give him some different looks that he might not be accustomed to and i'll take chicago okay that's god bless you <laughs> I, I believe i believe i be, you believe that we will win yeah um all right so yeah anything else that you want to cover for week two as long as everyone does their job right yeah hey there you go i mean we sort of touched on it uh the injuries the big time injuries we covered them uh, during the game just a reminder keenan allen chris ivory rg3 demarius thomas um who else there was one left in there uh russell wilson and uh I think that about covers it. Zach Ertz. Ah, yes, Zach Ertz. But he, yeah. I think it's he's likely out already, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. And just to put a, a list of those wide receiver ads, in case you're, you you forgot or didn't jot them down, um, TJ Sharp, Cole Beasley, Will Fuller, Mohamed Sanu, Eddie Royal. Any guys for you to add uh, on the running back front or anything else? Yeah, uh, again, in deeper leagues, we sort of touched on it. Travaris Cadet could be interesting if he maintains this type of usage, uh, particularly in PPR or deeper leagues. 
Um, and again, I don't love any of the San Diego wideouts to replace Keenan Allen uh, fully, but I do think that Dontrell Inman uh, and Tyrell Williams are, are interesting guys, uh, depending on how large your benches are. Yep, and I guess just since uh, the game hasn't happened yet, uh, keep an eye on L.A. Who knows? Maybe something crazy will happen, and one of these wide receivers will establish dominance and establish a workload for themselves, just like Tajay Sharp did. We weren't really expecting that either. And, heck, something could, something bad could happen to Todd Gurley. Hope, hopefully it doesn't, but keep an eye on seeing what Benny Cunningham does if, if anything goes awry in that game. I mean, can't really speak for things that haven't happened yet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard pass on any LA Rams receivers not named Tavon Austin. Yeah, but who knows what can happen, man. Hey, I mean, if you want to hold out hope, be my guest, but uh, no. I mean, thank these you. are these are the top. No matter which team they're on, these are the top athletes that can play football in the entirety of the world. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding all LA Rams not named Todd Gurley or you know. Maybe Tavon Austin is a wide receiver three or flex. All right, man. I don't know. Farrell Cooper's got a pretty sweet name. <laughs> he does, but uh, I think we're going to keep You can him. make a lot of team names off of that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep uh, Farrell Cooper in his sarcophagus until he's not in oh. LA. <laughs> keep, keep him buried there. But uh, <laughs> all right. I think uh, that's all we got for you for the week one recap and week two preview. Um, don't panic. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to quote a certain quarterback, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, relax for now. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as always, we appreciate you joining us here. Uh, we hope, uh, you know, best of luck to you if you need some Monday Night Miracles and uh, best of luck to you in week two. Um, you know, keep uh, keep your eye on the waiver wire. And uh, as always, uh, you can tweet your questions at us. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Am I, and I'm at FFA underscore Los. Um, don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook as well at the Fantasy Football Addicts page. Um, we appreciate all our followers. Appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, definitely go into the iTunes store or the Purple Podcasting app and click subscribe so that uh, this week, which you're already listening to, but next week and all the future weeks automatically download without you having to click any special buttons and have your notifications on so it lets you know, hey, episode's ready. We'll have them on typically early Tuesdays. Yep. Get them fresh. Get them hot out of the oven. Cha-cha-cha. Um, and as I mentioned last week at the end here, also, uh, we are now also on Google Play. You can also subscribe to the podcast there if you are on an Android device. And uh, as always, uh, it's a fantasy world and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts. <laughs>